Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Have you ever had a thought in your head and you just felt the entire world needed an opportunity to hear your thoughts and all that kind of great stuff? Well, if so, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor Podcasting. It is the easiest platform I have found to make a podcast. They have editing tools, episode creation tools. There's even a green room function. Check it all out. On top of that, they even distribute the whole thing for you for free. The entire thing is free. You can get onto Apple Podcasts. You can get onto Spotify Podcasts, which are, you know, the two that I find get the most traction. And then you get Stitcher and all kinds of other stuff, Blackbox, Whatbox, and all the other boxes that I'm not familiar with. If you are interested in making your own podcast right now, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome back to another Ghost Call Magazine podcast. I'm your host, OJ. In this episode, we start our countdown of the best albums of 2021, voted by the entire staff of Ghost Call Mag. Staff writer and radio personality Ebony Butler joins Keefe to run through part one of our list, 40 to 31. Check it out. And I'm super proud and pleased to welcome in not just an awesome writer and radio personality, but a friend, Ebony Butler. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing really, really good. Thank you so much for having me back this year. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. And uh, let people know you working on so many amazing things this year and you're so busy and I don't know how you have time for it all, but you <laughs> somehow do. Yeah. Uh, I just, it's just been a very interesting year. I want to try a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I started, I believe I started putting together the mini metal mixtapes that uh, you so graciously sponsor now um, end of last year, but now I'm kind of hitting my stride this year. So if you're interested in really cool mixes, they're really short. They're only like five tracks, but I do put together those. I try to aim for bi-weekly, but I've been more so every three weeks, but that's a really fun thing I've, I've been doing um, to continue my metal DJing. I've been doing all these years. Um, I also been popping up on Gimme Metal just like Ghost Clot Magazine. So I have a spot coming up that's not confirmed yet, but it's going to be in January. So I'm very excited about that. And I've been doing some Twitch fun, which is a live streaming platform. It's been super fun. Uh, I know Keith already knows about my profession, but I'm a full-time web developer. So I started streaming on Twitch, some coding sessions as well as some gaming sessions. I love horror games as well. Uh, but yeah, now that I say that out loud, it's a lot, but I'm having fun. <laughs> right on. And you have uh, restarted your YouTube channel, which is, I think, how we met in the first place from either oh, ra radio <laughs> and your YouTube. I know you have ambitious plans for it. I, I have my fingers crossed for you that you can do it all. Much like us, I wish there was a way to, you know, obviously you just can't cut and paste everything from channel to channel, but it would be easier if you did. <laughs> For real, absolutely. And I looked like, I think this weekend I was kind of, I kind of spoke about it a little bit, but this weekend I took a, some time to really prioritize what I really need to focus on. And like, you know, YouTube's definitely, YouTube and Mini Metal Mixtapes are my number one and two and Twitch is my number three. So I appreciate your love for the things I've done on YouTube so far. And I look forward to really making that a priority. And uh, we'll be here to watch and share. And <laughs> uh, and we do. Love, and I actually, uh, like I said, I listen. I actually not just we just not only help promote the mixtapes, but I enjoy them. And uh, I think Spotlight's just tweeted about like a, like lo like love the tweet about it today. So that's Aww. cool. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I love that band and they're <laughs> great, not just great musicians, but great people. I met a couple oh. of them and I've actually covered them both here in the States and in Europe because they played the Roadburn I went to. So cool. they were like, they played twice during that weekend. And so it was like hard not to get it. You know, everybody's hanging out with everybody else. It's intimate uh, mm -hmm. Roadburn for the, for the discerning music fan. If you can get over to Holland every April, <laughs> they're, they're coming back in person this year. So hopefully, wow. uh, we get, I, I'd like to go, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, so we're here again at the end of the year, another crazy year in the music business, uh, you know, deeply affected by the pandemic and things like that. I know we're all burned out and pandemic out, but unfortunately it is a reality for our business and the things we care about. And a lot of records came out this year that were pushed back from last year or pushed ahead this year, like at the end of the year. So it is kind of weird that we're recording this on Thanksgiving weekend and there are still three weeks of new albums yet to come, which is unusual for our business. Usually very few new albums mm -hmm. come out in December. And I hope, personally, I hope it's kind of an anomaly. Interestingly enough of the albums that have yet to drop that I probably would have had in my top personal list, Debbie, Devin Townsend is putting out a record next week that he is doing no promotion for, no, record industry, no PR, nothing. He's just independently releasing his new album, Puzzle, which I you know, certainly would at least have my interest. I can't imagine it being bad. It's always, mm -hmm. he's always great. Um, so Hideous is a band from New York City, a post-rock, post-metal band that I love that's making kind of a comeback record that's coming out this week. I highly recommend. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a bunch of things that I probably would have had in my list if I had a chance. And then I think I was remarking to another member of the team, which is there was things that came out that I just didn't have enough time to spend with, like, the, right. you know, certain albums that just came out in November and I didn't get a chance to really take a lot of time with them. But I'd love to know what are your favorite records of this year? So there's definitely about three that pop out on my mind. Um, I, I've definitely spun Celestial Blues by King Woman a ton um, and I love the direction that she, she went with this record. It was super, super doomy, more doomy than the other one, the previous record. Uh, but there's a lot of really indie, indie songs as well. Um, if you're interested in checking that out, uh, the song Ruse is perfect. It's gorgeous and gloomy as you would expect. Um, and there's a lot of really, really great gems on that album. So I highly recommend that. Uh, my second album, of course, you're not going to be surprised by this, uh, The Raging River by Cult of Luna. Uh, they don't really do any wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> They're very hard. They, they don't really disappoint you. Uh, they stay on track for the most part. Um, if you already know their sound, it's very post-metal, like very dense and just super super vocals are always like crusty and just clean at the same time <laughs> it's pretty great um and they're always known for their over like eight nine minute songs but it's funny because it never feels like it's that long that's how much of a journey it takes you on so that record that i think that was it a record at up i'm pretty sure it's a full record um but it was great so I totally recommend that. Um, and last but certainly not least, it's going to be, which I'm surprised by, because actually I didn't like them uh, before this record, which I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for. Between the Buried and Me, the new Colors, uh, Colors 2, that came out a couple months ago. Um, I was not a fan of Between the Buried and Me before this record. <laughs> um, but you know what? It influenced me 
to go back and try their earlier stuff again. And now I like it. Uh, this was a very prog record, almost like the perfect prog record. Um, and I wasn't expecting it from them because I, I was listening to the early stuff. Uh, I forget exactly what it's called, um, but it was just not this. They changed so much and it was very, it's, it's so interesting that they went in this direction and it's just, everything is just so perfectly tailored in this album. So that would be my third recommendation in an album that's definitely going to be on my top album of, albums of the year list. So there you go. Nice. I like all those. I love the King Woman record. Chris uh, is incredible. Um, she postponed her San Francisco show to February. I will definitely be there since the venue is down the block from my house. And oh. um, <laughs> so I'll roll out of my house and roll back here. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I also had a debate with somebody whether that's an EP or an album. I think Cult of Luna said it was an EP, but it is like eight songs in 38 minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, they have a brand new album coming out in just a couple of months. So wow, um, <laughs> wild times for Cult of Luna and uh, also BTBM. Good job by them. I think mm -hmm. I, I think it's very ambitious to try to make a sequel to like your most beloved work. Very ballsy mm -hmm. and gutsy to try to do another sort of, hey, this is, a, you know, a sequel. <laughs> and it's very I have to be like you have to really have that self-confidence as an artist to do something like that. Good stuff. I, I look forward to seeing your entire list if that's a thing you feel like putting out or something that factors into a future metal mix and mm -hmm. um, or your gimme show. Without further ado. 40 to 31. In a bit of a surprise, the, the number 40 spot goes to the metalcore group Beartooth with their album Below on weirdly Red Bull Records. I didn't know Red Bull had a record label, but I guess they make <laughs> records now. And I didn't know if yeah. you'd heard if you'd heard this record, but if you had any thoughts on it. Well, I will definitely preface this that I haven't heard of most of these, but you know, I definitely took the time to check a few of them out. Um, Beartooth was definitely one that I hadn't heard of uh, before being snagged for this lovely uh, countdown. I didn't even know a Red Bull had a label either, so that's very interesting. But I will say Metalcore is hit or miss with me. Um, just looking at this album and listening to the first few tracks, um, I see why they're popular or why I perceive them to be popular. Uh, they seem to be getting like millions of plays on each song on their Spotify. So I'm guessing they are popular, but they are pretty catchy in general. I wouldn't have, you know, voted them that kind of high like this, but you know, I do understand the appeal. So I will say that. Right. And I think it was kind of a down year for the genre where they didn't have a ton of releases from the top bands. And there's like maybe a handful of, what you would call like, you know, the big, you know, top five, top 10 bands in the genre. A lot of them didn't have a record this year that might be changing. Um, I have seen them live and they're really good live. Also, their their front man, Caleb, is very energetic and fun. And so I think that's like part of it is not only do they make catchy stuff that's, you know, easy to get into, they're mm -hmm. great at it, like putting it across in person. So I think that helps them. And I know this mm -hmm. was supposed to be like their dark metal record which is kind of funny to me but um <laughs> because like not what i think of when i think of dark and metal records but good for them and super cool that they're on our list number 39 not a total surprise uh leprous with Ephelion on inside out music the great prog label and i know that leprous is known as being kind of the band that's uh you know isan's so you know backing band because his son-in-law is the front man of leprous but they have actually i think now kind of stepped out of that shadow 
on these last couple of records. This is a pretty cool record to me. Uh, uh, wondering if you, again, perhaps not your nerding out favorite stuff to prog out to with this thing. <laughs> well, you'll be surprised. This is definitely in my top 10. Um, I love this album. Um, I honestly don't, I understand why they're in the metal genre, but I don't really consider them metal. Uh, they were just like, so like almost like beautiful alternative rock or prog rock. Like I don't really hear a lot of things like Leprous, especially the vocals are just really just stand out so much. And the melodies too are pretty, pretty sick to listen to. Um, so yeah, not your typical metal, especially not my typical metal. Um, but if you're interested in the super proggy, proggy goodness and just like very melodic stuff, I definitely check out this album because I it's definitely that one outlier on my list for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, de I definitely would have probably had this in my 20 to 30, if not my top 20 and a pretty cool record. Uh, and weirdly, the album cover gave me like uh, without the f like almost if you added some flames, it'd be like one of the black metal albums with the burning church. <laughs> it's just a strange just a strange a lot of sky and a, and a building. So I was like, where's yeah. the fire? Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everybody. Anyway, um, number 38, uh, one of my preferred genres, we got the stoner doom of Spelljammer, uh, Abyssal Trip on Riding Easy Records. This is a pretty t terrific album. And I interviewed the band well, also. Well, I this. will say, I feel like I missed out on this. It came out on February 26th this year. And I don't know how I missed out on this stoner, uh, stonery goodness and doom goodness, but I did listen to it yesterday and it's probably going to make it on my, my list just because I just feel so bad and it's totally my style too. So well, there's so many <laughs> records. It's so hard to, you know, there's thousands of records that come out. Right. And maybe we hear, you know, you might be more plugged in than most people with a radio show and a mixtape show and things. And you used to do radio. So like a lot of stuff probably comes across your inbox, but you can't get to it all. I was saying um, to somebody else, I wonder if like, just in general, you know, listen awards. We don't do a lot of them here at Ghost Cult, but I wonder if albums that come out right at the start of the year end up getting overlooked, like Rodruna and Tribulation both had records very early in 2021 mm -hmm. and people are not, I don't see a lot of people talking about them now, even though I love both those records. So this is another one in that vein. It just may have come out so early that people stop thinking about the end of the year or don't start thinking about the end of the year until the spring or mm -hmm. the summer. Um, but anyway, good stuff, good stuff. Number 37, one of my favorite bands of all time, Quicksand with their new record, Distant Populations on Epitaph Records. Definitely. Uh, I don't think it's going to make my list. I'm keeping it to like 15. It's just it's just not going to step one step out of it. But Quicksand is a really, really amazing post-hardcore band. Um, Distant Populations was a really, really great listen to me, uh, for me rather, and I think I even got into them because I was going through this strong, through this really, really strong Fugazi phase. And <laughs> I was like, oh, quicksand. They're on the same realm. I'm just checking out. And they didn't disappoint. And I'm just really, really, really stoked that this album, they made this album this year. Um, I'm still debating whether it's going to make my list, but it's so close. It's so close. It's definitely there on the quality. And it's a little more sort of alternative and indie than you know, sort of very genre specific, which, you know, the later Quicksand stuff tends to be. Fun mm -hmm. fact, though, the current touring member of Quicksand and maybe a permanent member of Quicksand is Steve Rodsky from Cave-In and 
The oh. Verge and uh, Old Man Gloom. So, like, I wonder if they'll turn around and make another record with Steve because I would love to see Walter and Steve write together. What an insane combination that might be. I did not know that. Now that makes me really excited. <laughs> yeah. I love Kaven so much. And, Sa- yeah. Same, same. <laughs> Same. Might get might get a new cave in next year. I'm not sure. Number thirty six, the hotly contested Dream Theater, <laughs> a view from the top of the world. Also on Inside Out Music, and the, you know the progressive rock legends. Uh, I was saying before we started recording this pod that I have to tip my hat to a veteran band that, like you know how everything ground to a halt in the industry. And they basically had a brand new record right before the pandemic in 2019. You know, kind of hard for a veteran band that's used to making a living by going on the road and playing like 200 dates to not do anything. So they went back and made another record, which I have to say is you've got to give a little bit of props to a band being able to do that. Absolutely. Um, so I will say that I'm more of a I, I'm a I'm a dream theater fan, but I like dropped off in the, <laughs> the early 2000s. Um, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Yeah, I mean, I hope I haven't really checked out this record. Um, I don't really have a pull to just because I'm just like, I want to give my attention to other bands. But, you know, since you have given it such a a good position on the list, I probably will check it out. <laughs> yeah, oh, again, it's the staff that gave it a good position in the list. Oh, not yeah. Personally, <laughs> just, just so I don't get any more hate DMs like I did last year. The staff. <laughs> um, the staff. The staff voted on Dream Theater. I love Dream Theater. I go way back with them and I've interviewed them and all that good stuff. I will say that uh, I'll, re- I'll make a recommendation. Maybe we'll make a sub recommendation. If you like Dream Theater but not crazy about them for some reason, I'm guessing the vocals, check out the Liquid Tension <laughs> Experiment album that came out this year, which is basically two current members of Dream Theater and Mike Portnoy and uh, Tony Levin from King Crimson on bass. And uh, it's instrumental, so no vocals and a lot of the same Dream Theater goodness, except different. So check that out, Liquid Tension Experiment 3. Yes, um, that album is sick, by the way. <laughs> it's so sick. It's so They're such a great band. Back to a little more classical current metal uh, music. Lorna Shore at 35, uh, sort of a mild surprise, but a band that's definitely up and coming. And I Return to Nothing is technically an EP, uh, but yeah, phenomenal and super brutal. Well, I will say this Lorna Shore is not my not my thing. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it back on to you, Keith. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's not for everybody. A lot of, uh, a lot of sort of uh, hybrid progressive metal deathcore thing going on. Uh, I do have to say Will Ramos, the current vocalist, is insane. Uh, he's got a very, very great guttural voice for such a, a little person. He's basically he's built like a pipe, <laughs> cl- like a pipe cleaner. It, it would be a more massive person than him. And uh, he definitely brings it vocally. I don't know how good stuff. Lorna Shore. I'll be interested to hear their next record. Uh, number 34 back on the doom tip. The uh, I think they're from Ukraine, 1914, where fear meets the weapon on Napalm Records. And uh, this is a band that I really only became familiar with in the last yearish or so. I was kind of always on the outskirts of my radar, and I dipped a toe in, and then I heard this record. I was like, "Wow, uh, good stuff." Yeah, I will say I also kind of this is my first time hearing. Well, not my first time right now, but this year, this new record was my first time hearing about 1914. Uh, super black and death doom metal from what I hear. And they usually, uh, from what I can listen to and, and read their, lyric, their lyrical themes tend to be on the World War World War One um, and warfare in general. They're definitely, definitely interesting. 
Um, I enjoyed this record, Warfare and the Weapons Meet. Um, sometimes I'm like, okay, what are they singing about? I just, you know, you kind of have to be like, really, really kind of listen to them and be really, really like aware of what they're saying sometimes. Just like, wait, all right, okay, I understand. <laughs> I have that problem with black metal where it's like, I would like to just tune out and enjoy it, but then I'm always like, are they racist? Are they fascist? Are they, are they being horrible to marginalized people? Can I afford to not pay attention? Which, right. you know, unfortunately I can't, but um, <laughs> I do like this record. And I think I checked this record out on YouTube music, one of the many different platforms that I use. And YouTube music for whatever reason for this album has a visualizer for the whole album. So it's kind of like the album artwork has come to life in a weird animation oh. and it really works with the music i don't know why but it does <laughs> i'm gonna have to try that out now and, and i'm not casting aspersions on 1914 or any black metal band in particular i'm just saying my own personal thing is yeah i can't uh i can't separate the art from the artist sometimes sorry everybody uh or right. not sorry actually at all <laughs> <laughs> here's another one that kind of came from left field for me which is number 33 Harikari for the Sky and their album Mare. I'm again a band that I sort of had on my radar, sort of weird black metal plus other stuff band, uh, post metal, black metal, death metal, doom, sludge, weirdness. Really good record. Really took me by, like, again, surprised me. I wasn't like thinking I was going to like this, but I did. I definitely like it too. I definitely gravitate towards black metal that's not only black metal. So uh, Harakiri for the Sky is an excellent example of kind of like a fusion of black metal, post hardcore, and just post metal, and they just make it work so well. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed this album. Uh, definitely check it out if you're like any of those kinds of metal, subgenres of metal. Mm, definitely. As we get down to the end of this list, this is going very fast, actually. Number 32, Employed to Serve, Conquering on Spineform Records, is kind of an album I thought based on just the general tone of the staff and the year that i thought this album would be like high up as like let's say a spirit box or a ginger but it's uh you know still a solid position here in the 30s with a jam-packed year of albums but i found this album to be terrific and i love this band but yeah a little lower down than i thought maybe in the list yeah same i haven't well obviously spirit box is going to be on my list but and i was also very surprised that employed to serve wasn't a little a little higher because it's definitely a little higher for me um, and I'm so, so happy about Conquering. Uh, the album was fantastic. I ordered it on vinyl. I got me a nice little purple vinyl. It's so cute. Um, and yeah, I'm very surprising, but this band deserves to be heard a lot more than it currently is. Indeed. And the, uh, partners that run the band, uh, own Church Road Records, which I have to oh. shout out to. They are uh, very excited to see what they do in the future with that label, where they're going to be putting out some pretty amazing stuff um, in addition to their own side projects. So very cool. And then 31, uh, another hotly debated band, Portal, with a vow on Profound Lore, the always questionable but solid label. Uh, I think the bands are solid. <laughs> I don't know about some of the people, but good stuff here from Portal. Fantastic record. Uh, I, I didn't doubt that there was going to be an awesome record that I was going to like, but people seem on different sides of the fence about where this band falls, and maybe it's less about the music they make and more about like where they fit, if they fit at all. Anyway, Portal good stuff for me yeah i will say portal's not it's not super super favorable for me only because uh i can only do uh certain kinds of death metals and stuff and 
not my main subgenre. Uh, as overall, as a body of work about was really good. And especially with having a friend who's super into death metal, I've kind of got secondhand smoke from <laughs> a lot of different death metal and the quality and how, how it should be done. Um, but I will say personally, not for me, but I do recognize it, that it is a really, really good death metal album. Right on. I just think like maybe the window dressing with them distracts from just liking the music. They are great. I actually even got to see them live once, which is a whole different experience. Definitely, it's a, definitely a diverse let you know list this year, uh, all the way through, not just this ten. So mm -hmm. it is very interesting how like this is probably the most diverse portion of the whole list. But the whole list is very diverse, and I'm pretty pleased that there was very little repeats except for a handful of people voting at the top for certain mm -hmm. bands. There's uh, it's, it's all over the place. <laughs> like you could not get more, you could not get more different bands than like portal and quicksand and Lorna shore and dream theater and Spelljammer and Lepros, you know, yeah. so fun times, fun times. Ebony, always a pleasure to hang out with you and, and, and talk about this. As I said in another pod, one of the things I'm hoping to do as the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast comes back is maybe start doing like a round robin staff guest spot. I'd love to have you be on it. I'm putting you on the spot here, but yes, <laughs> I, I hope you will RSVP yes when the time comes. Absolutely. I'm excited. Thanks so much for your time. Enjoy the holidays. Be safe and happy and healthy and all that jazz. You too. Take care. This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at ghostcultmag. Until the next time, peace. <laughs>